Welcome, everybody, to Generation, the podcast from the Generation X point of view. Join me with my co-hosts, Clyde Morgan and Russ Barbario, and maybe an occasional guest star, as we discuss everything from the mundane to the insane, here on Generation. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Generation. I'm your host, Jeff Morgan, and I've got my two co-hosts, Clyde Morgan and Russ Barbario. It's I mean, it's been a while since we've been together, guys. Yeah. Uh, it's really great to see you. What's up? Hey, how you doing? Hey, man. I, technically, I'm not seeing you, but I am hearing you. Yeah. Definitely. Well, we are all here with our, our special drinks. I've got a cider. I don't have no... What do you have, Clyde? What are you drinking I today? am drinking a special coffee from Korea called Rosebud, and uh, you can get it... Rosebud. Rosebud. You can get this delicious coffee at, like, your international store that sells Asian products, and it is a magnificent coffee. And uh, you, Mr. Russ, I, I think you told us you also had a drink. I am drinking a Mai Tai with uh, my own homemade Orja syrup and homemade uh, Demerara simple syrup and uh, fresh mint from the backyard and uh, quite a bit of rum. It's pretty tasty. <laughs> All right, so we are all properly lubricated. It has been a while since we've done a podcast. We know that. We had some uh, vacation travel. I know I was away, and we'll talk about that in a minute. And just, uh, you know, a little bit of time sometimes passes, but we've got a couple more episodes of Season 3. We're going to wrap up the summer with a final episode that's going to be filled with topics that Russ came up with, and we're really excited to prepare for that. But we've got one more in between. We've got some... A super serious topic we're going to talk about today, and then a really fun topic in our Parafreaking Normal series that Clyde's going to talk about. And then we're going to go down some uh, sort of the summer TV we might be watching, because it's it's not like it was when we were kids, when summer was, that's that was rerun season. So we're going to talk about the things we might have been watching or have been watching and what we look forward to the rest of the summer. So let's get into it. Yeehaw! Why, it's time for the Generation Roundup. So let's get to it. Russ, what have you been up to since we were last together? Hmm. Okay, so I did take a trip. Where did we leave it off last time? We already covered my trip to Santa Fe, right? In New Mexico? Uh, yes. I'm, you know what? No, we did because okay. we talked about the ski slopes. Uh, national parks. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Since then, my wife has taken a trip to to Chicago, and my wife and daughter just got back from Vermont. They were there, uh, but a few weeks ago we did go up to um, Colonial Williamsburg and uh, and uh, Bush Gardens. So that was a lot of fun. Oh, that's right. We did some texting about that. I think you called me a, a, a wuss because the well, big bad wolf beat me up. <laughs> yeah, well, compared to the ones that they have now since the last time you were there, uh, big bad wolf is is like the kitty ride. It, it, it really oh. is. I mean, they've got they got some that like cause neck injuries. They <laughs> they uh, are quite uh, high acceleration. They're they're nuts. Right. So. You've probably not been on the Alpengeist, which nope, is probably not. It's it's one of those dangly jobs like the uh, the one at Carowinds called. It used to be called Top Gun. It's called something else now. It's uh, it's similar. Anything to Anything that. that's dangle, yeah, no. Yeah, which is it's really it's pretty awesome. Uh, the Griffin, which was the first one we went on, is about. It's weird. It's like three, about seven people wide it's like a platform it's seven people wide and about five rows back it's really odd the way it's it's orchestrated but it does like a 95 degree uh uh dive at the beginning that that's that's a reverse incline so it's 95 degrees like more than 90 degrees yeah but can can they uh lay claim to uh decapitation which has happened at our theme park uh, with the dangle 
uh, roller coaster. Now that person kicked somebody's head off though, didn't they? Yes, because uh, <laughs> this dude went into the "Hey, do not come in here, you will die if you do" section, and oh, uh, he's just asking for it, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He was and, looking for his hat, I believe. Yeah, yeah, like he was an employee, was wasn't he? I mean. No, I think he, um, Daniel Tosh does a comedy routine about it, and it was just a kid who lost his hat while he was on the ride. Dude, uh, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and the girl had her knees shattered. Uh, <laughs> so we've hijacked your discussion. What else, That's okay. <laughs> what else was pushing? So anyway, that was the first one we went on, and my daughter was, she, we had taken her, I, I think we talked about this before, we stopped at Kings Island in Cincinnati last summer. And oh yeah, that, and, that and was, you discovered she loved uh, roller coasters. Yeah. She, yes, she's a she's a um, <laughs> yes a daredevil. But that was the first one we went on. She was a little like I don't know, I don't know. And then we were like, oh, there's nobody here. Let's go in the front row. So we got on the front row, right dead in the middle, all three of us. And so on this ride, they go. It's like huge. It's really tall. And then it gets up and it starts to go over and then it stops and then it just it's not it's normal for that to happen it's it wasn't like uh you know something's broken it and then it dangles there for about five or six seconds and then it drops you Uh, that was amazing after that she was like i want to go again i want to go again (laughs) so uh we did that we did the you've probably been on the the um the loch ness monster oh yeah Mm -hmm. and then we went on the alpengeist which is the one i was saying about earlier and then we just did a bunch of just a bunch of rides i think there was a couple rides i didn't go on because i was feeling a little queasy not because i'm a pussy but because i'm old and old people get (laughs) nauseous uh they they do you know the inner ear yeah right right so but i did go on there was a brand new ride that just came out this year called the pantheon which is over there near that apollo's chariot in the italian (laughs) section Okay. This was so fucking scary. I don't know if I'll go on it again. <laughs> uh, you'll have to look at the video, but it, it is it's crazy, and there's no shoulder straps. They just All basically does, put you in a com- trebuchet it comes down, and fling you in the air. <laughs> if it folds down, and it's got kind of a, like a a contoured lap thing that comes down on your legs, so your legs are the only thing that's holding you in. Now, oh, my that. problem is. I'm a little overweight, and it wasn't. They kept trying to push it down and click it in, but it couldn't get that last click. So it was a little bit of play in mind. Uh-huh. And I was scared. I was scared to death that I was going to be thrown out of this. You just thing. doomed the, everyone. <laughs> yes, and it was scary shit. Like all these uh, crazy inversions and ugh. Um, Lillian How is that loved possibly it. Possibly safe? So. Huh? How is that possibly safe? Well, it holds, it holds your you. legs in pretty. Yeah, pretty but but we hard. now know. I mean, there was a death. I was same say, theme yeah. park. Isn't you know same theme park where uh, uh, a, a a chunkier young man didn't fit under the harness, and they had jur- they jury rigged it so it would still latch. Well, they shouldn't have were- let that guy on there. So he, <laughs> so he. Literally just slid out of the seat, and that was the collapsing the the tower of, ah, oh, what was that called? The one where you they take you up and then drop you. He just oh, slid right out of the seat. That just happened recently, right? Yeah, yeah. it was t- horrible. Yeah. It was a young kid just slid right out because yeah. he was too big well, for the seat. So well, we know that there are companies there. that will make rides that have fatal flaws. <laughs> well, you know, they're they're not built for people that are I mean, I'm overweight, but I wouldn't say like I'm you know, orca fat, you know. Yeah, but, but you don't but have to But when it be comes fat. to people like that, it's like you don't want to make them feel bad because they're too fat and they ought, they ought to have they ought to train these kids to be like, "Look, I'm sorry, you're too big. We can't let you on the ride." and not feel bad that they had to say that to somebody because well, honestly if, some people ought to a... be told hey look you shouldn't be here you know if i was too fat if if they told me that i was too fat to go on that i probably would be like okay 
That, that's fair. <laughs> Thanks for looking out for me. Right. Wow, what if you I'll were a bodybuilder and you got, you got like massive thighs, you know? And the person yeah. sitting next to him is just like a normal skinny dude. And now yeah. that thing hasn't clicked down because, you know, the, the bodybuilder flexed. I don't know. I mean, there are cases where you don't have to be fat people that Well, that I would say that the chances of that happening are, are a lot less than uh, someone being too fat to be on the right. Look, I worked at Car- well, the- Carowinds in high school. And if you remember, White Lightning was a single loop. And it started off, it started you off really fast. You shot forward, then you went around, and then you went up, and you hung there in the air. And that's all it was. You just went back and forth on a single loop. But all they gave you was a lap bar, a thin metal lap bar. Mm. So they were just counting on you never getting stuck inverted. Because of the speed. Right. Well, <laughs> well, in the physics, the physics are also designed to keep you in the chair. Uh, but you got to hope that they design it for that. And, you know, yeah. they design these rides for a different shaped American, honestly. Yeah, and this, this ride. Well, I will say this, that they had a sample seat out front yes. that said, you should try this out. And if you don't feel, if you don't feel like you're comfortable, oh. don't come in. So, right. And I didn't, I didn't do it. I just looked at it. It's like, ah, it's not going to be a problem. Yeah, luckily it wasn't. I didn't die, but like I said, I would have to lose some weight before I would trust going on that ride again. But uh, I have, regardless, I have we had seat. a we had yeah. a blast. Excellent. I haven't been since uh, my honeymoon, so uh, it's probably getting time to go up there and do that again. Maybe the next trip we all take together should be to a theme park. Well, I, I do, we I do, do want to go to Williamsburg. I, I haven't been in about 20 years. <laughs> I still want to go to Cedar Cedar Point in Ohio. Cedar Point, right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, we'll have to talk. Well, um, that can be a future podcast. We can all go up there for one of our trips. Clyde, what? tell us what you've been up to, man. Nothing. Working. Nothing. Just working and working. My house is moving along. Uh, you're getting ready to put in drywall next week. And uh, so it's getting there. It's getting a shell. Um, and that's it. Honestly, nothing is. I don't even think I've been anywhere. Did I go anywhere? No. I don't think so. I don't think I've been anywhere because you went away. And yeah, I when I go away, you, ha- you have to stay local. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. That's the- Which is going to feed into our topic today pretty nicely. Yeah. Well, um, then I'll go ahead and talk about where I went, which was ended up in St. Augustine, Florida. It is where my wife's family takes a vacation every year. We've Jerk. talked about it on previous podcasts. This uh, Last year was the first time there. For whatever reason, our normal North Carolina reservation uh, got screwed up, and we ended up in St. Augustine, Florida. And while I, I may not care so much for everything else about the state, this beach is very nice. And it's very, it's not a commercial beach, so there's not stores close to you. It's just houses. And because of the, the types of houses that are around, a lot of them are actually empty. So the beach is fairly, fairly free, but it's also a beach you can drive onto. So you have to be careful of a truck driving by every so often. But uh, this house is so large, it actually is um, three apartments in one. They, uh, the top floor has an apartment on each side, so they're mirrored, and they have a galley kitchen, so you could have a whole separate time there. And then the, the, the floor below it has a game room underneath uh, one of the uh, apartments upstairs, and the other side is like the kitchen, and it also has more bedrooms. So it can everybody has a bedroom. And in fact, there's a, even an extra bedroom beyond that. We're not going to end up needing it, but it's so big that you can be in one part of the house and not hear other people, except it doesn't matter. This family gets up and spends the entire day on the beach. And because of my thyroid and I've just sweat profusely and burn easily, I just spent the whole time on the porch reading, getting caught up on some sci-fi books. I was reading The, the Three-Body Problem, if you haven't read it yet. Netflix is turning it into a series, but it's a Chinese trilogy. My wife has read that series. It really is, uh, depending upon the translation you get, 
I mean, it's really enjoyable. I'm in the third book now, and uh, I'll be interested to see what they do with it. So, um, but it was very relaxing because right before it, um, my contract ended at my current job. So I'm currently looking for stuff and I decided I was just really going to relax. And so I spent actually the whole week on the porch reading and writing and just enjoying the, the weather was for the most part temperate, didn't get too terribly hot. Um, but now we're back to the grindstone and back to doing podcasts and, and St. Augustine is, it, the houses around it, we looked at it, the values are like three and four million dollars. I mean, you know, we don't pay that to rent this place because there's something about it. I think the way it's cut up, it, it not everybody in, wants a house like that. So it's actually available every single year for us. But um, it's a really pleasant beach. I mean, it, it doesn't have trash on it. They keep it nice. Not a lot of shells, but the sun rises right in front of the house every day and then sets right behind us on the intercoastal waters. So if, if you ever think about vacationing, St. Augustine is a very laid-back place. The following is the first in a series of segments we're going to do about Lewy body dementia. Keep in mind, we're not doctors and we're not specialists. We're just caregivers, and this is our story. So if you've ever heard of a condition called Lewy body dementia, we're going to talk about that for a little bit because it is something that's affected our family and not a lot of people seem to know about it or they know about it under other names and don't realize that things have shifted toward calling it Lewy body dementia. But it's a special form of dementia different from, say, Alzheimer's or mild cognitive impairment in that it produces hallucinations. And actually, you know, it's a trope in media and in Hollywood to, uh, to have people you have visions and hallucinations. But in the real world, very few things actually cause hallucinations. Uh, you can have hallucinations if you're an older person who's experiencing uh, an infection of some sort, or if you're coming out of anesthesia, older Americans or older seniors can, can hallucinate a little bit and have delusions. But Lewy body dementia causes actual visual hallucinations, things that are there and they're constantly there, and they're based upon things that you see around you. They're stimulated by the things that are around you. And what makes it different from Alzheimer's is Alzheimer's, and folks are most familiar with that, is that Alzheimer's robs you of memory. Uh, and it can rob you of the parts of the brain that know how to do certain processes, like you, you'll forget how to work the television, or you'll forget how to use a computer, or you'll forget parts of, a com of how to use the computer. But with Lewy body, the damage that happens in the brain seems to attack um, parts of the brain that are associated with movement, parts that are associated with balance, and then parts associated with the visual cortex, which is where a lot of these hallucinations come from, and then they affect part of the brain in kind of the way um, psychosis or um, schizophrenia does. You can have full-on auditory conversations with things that aren't there, and actually then you begin to have delusions. And the way delusions differ from hallucinations are delusions are things that you believe but are not actually true, that you can be shown to you to not be true, like saying Clyde has blue skin, when you can demonstrably show he doesn't have blue skin, but they believe something that is contrary to what is the truth in front of them. And that happens along with it. But for years and years, it was misinterpreted as a form of Parkinson's because oftentimes it causes uh, neurological twitching, uh, tremors, because it's affecting parts of the brain associated with motor skills and very much like Parkinson's does. So they oftentimes called it Parkinson's with dementia. But now they have sort of settled on the Lewy body because that's really what's happening is the tremors are not traditional Parkinson's. They're just uh, a byproduct of damage to the, to the same parts of the brain. So that's, that's a, an that, introduction. Yeah, I mean... Did you want to say something, Well, Clint? yeah, it was just about the uh, diagnosis of it and how difficult it is um, because the diagnosis can be a, a long, uh, drawn-out process. It can take a, a considerable time because there's so much overlap in uh, those Parkinsonian um, uh, symptoms that you were talking about. But, like you said, uh, 
hallucinations. It's not, it's, we know what causes hallucinations mostly. And, and you have to rule out each one of those. And that takes time. And if they're taking medication for other conditions, you have to, you know, switch off, work with your medical provider. You know, let, let not take this for a little while. Let's see if the hallucinations lessen if we stop taking, say, Cymbalta. Anything uh, because people with Lewy bodies um, have a interaction with antidepressants, and the, that is a that is a very you know that is an indication of Lewy bodies. If when you take certain antidepressants, your uh, reaction is violent. Cymbalta is fine because it's a general. Uh, drug been around for years uh, and it's well tolerated. Seroquel is a drug that is used to treat schizophrenia and when given to someone with Lewy bodies they have the opposite reaction and their hallucinations uh, can can be dramatically increased and at that point you stop taking the Seroquel and uh, the hallucinations go back down. That's part of the diagnosis. And the neurologist is, has to you know, have you work with uh, the various doctors to coordinate each one of these tests. Uh, is it nef- you know, nephrology? Is the kidney uh, failing? Because you know, a kidney infection can cause some of this. So you know, the, just the diagnosis part is is very difficult so it like you said it's only been recently that this has become uh broken apart from being lumped in with parkinson's and alzheimer's and and you might have even heard of several famous people that have had to deal with this Uh, casey Kasem dealt with it Uh, robin williams dealt with it uh there have been uh several famous uh, and now you know bruce willis has something called aphasia but long-term, uh, similar diseases can, can show overlap. Now, the reason why we're doing this long and involved opening is to get you to understand kind of what this disease does. And then we're going to tell you why we're talking about it. One of the other side effects of having this disease oftentimes is a perception that people that they know and love have been replaced. And uh, originally, it was one of the symptoms that allowed them to know that Lewy body might be at play, which is the belief that someone that you are talking to or sitting with is, even though they look and sound just like them, are not actually that person. And in fact, in this, in the sufferer's world, this person can even get up, walk out the door, re-enter the room, and the person with Lewy body will go, thank goodness you're here. We don't understand why that happens. And it's also known as the little person disease because they will hallucinate small people on the surfaces and along the borders of things. Now, this is part of the visual uh, hallucination and the visual uh, maybe damage to the visual part of the brain. But um, it can, you can actually have these little things and they'll make fun of you. They'll make faces almost like little imps. Uh, and it's crazy because, and I don't mean crazy that way. I mean, it's, it's frustrating because these people see them and these are things that are part of their lives and they have to, this isn't a beautiful mind. They can't just talk themselves out of dealing with them. They're everywhere. Now it's a terrible and frustrating disease. Robin Williams chose to, to commit suicide or to uh, end his life because he didn't want to have to go through the worst parts of it. Because as Clyde mentioned, They'll put you on different medicines trying to treat different parts of it. You can suffer tremendously from depression while dealing with it as you are declining because bit by bit you also experience the other symptoms of dementia, which are confusion, fear, and then throw into the, uh, the, the visual and then auditory hallucinations, and you really become trapped. Now, we mention this because our father, Clyde and my father, our father passed away in 2013, I would say 
after a prolonged bout with it, but we didn't know he had it. Uh, typically, Lewy body lasts about six to seven years from start to finish. It is ultimately fatal because it does eventually damage parts of the brain that the organs depend upon, and then the body shuts down. But it, it, the, it's only the last couple of years where the hallucinations and the bad parts usually kick in uh, in the disease. Our father moved, uh, we noticed in 2007, a tremor in his left hand. Now, Russ, um, Russ also grew up with us, and he also knows my father. And he knew my father through the local theater. So he remembers a time bef- when my father didn't have these conditions. But I found out years later, as he neared the end of his time in the local theater, his tremors got worse. His ability to memorize lines got worse. And so from about 2007 until 2010, he made a slow, steady decline with his hand. But mentally, he still seemed to be okay. But around 2010... Uh, he began to, you know, money problems began to pile up and he didn't understand why he was running out of money. And at that point, we moved him to Atlanta and he actually lived with you, Clyde. And so I want to kind of hand it off to you to talk a little bit about what you experienced with him while he lived with you. So you got to see firsthand the disease. Sure. And then we're going to tell you why we're talking about this again, because he did pass away in 2013. So go ahead. Yeah, so... <clears throat> with uh, Dad, by the time he moved in with us, we already, you know, knew about the tremors. And we didn't learn until much later how much he had been hiding from us. But um, uh, basically, you knew something was up because uh, he he was forgetting how to do things that he knew how to do before, never had a problem. And usually it revolved around the computer, how to, how to do this, uh, how to log into his email, uh, that sort of thing. Certain executive function um, problems cropped up and anything that required a, a list of instructions like uh, trying to get someplace and printing out Google Maps because... His GPS system, he said, was broken because it was it, it, it thought that he was a mile away all the time. So that was his excuse, uh, and, and that wasn't true. But maybe it was true for him, for his mind. Uh, regardless, um, he couldn't use his GPS, and then he couldn't follow printed uh, driving directions. And then um, the tremors were really, really bad, and holding a cup with his, with his hand would usually stop it up until it didn't. So um, uh, he, he could spill his coffee and shake it, whereas before he was always able to hide his tremor by holding uh, something. The... Um, you know the next stage that we really know. Well, you know, I'm not. I'm. Not, he may have just jumped straight to hallucination, because remember, some of his hallucinations started out um, also with texture, uh, food. Yes, and, he, had, yeah, he he had texture hallucinations. Yeah, yes, delusions. Like Gl- uh, glass, like everything uh, felt like. Uh, crushed glass but that actually was uh, a little bit later I, I don't think that was one of the key uh, the confusion you know of course uh, uh, your son um, uh, noticed and everyone started noticing um, having me- too, too, too many senior moments where there was um, more than the... He would just stare at you. He yes. would just stare at you for a long time. Right. And the condition whereby you everyone forgets a name, someone's name or a location, and you're trying to do it, and you're going, uh, yeah, yeah, that was happening too often. And it was happening with names that you just don't forget. So um, then he admitted to seeing the... Um, 
hallucination in the house of someone calling um, the dog, uh, waving uh, a scarf in our den. And that really freaked me out because he was describing someone in my den. And also, he called me at work and he said, be careful. I came into work. I came in and uh, there was a snake in the driveway and I dropped the mail and I ran inside because dad didn't like snakes. So (laughs) I got home and uh, it wasn't. It was just the it was just the drop cord. Um. Because we had a had a table outside, a table saw outside, uh, and there was a pile of mail, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So um, that's when we realized uh, he was gonna he couldn't drive anymore because uh, he was already a terrible driver. He could no longer follow GPS, and he um, was too petrified to go on the highway already. So uh, we had to take his keys at that point. And from that point on, that's when a lot of the executive functioning where uh, he could no longer log in to his Yahoo account. He couldn't remember a password and he was getting hacked. Uh, When Yahoo was getting hacked every other month, uh, his account, and we had already installed uh, Linux, (laughs) Uh, Ubuntu Linux on his uh, computer because we knew that he would would get infected with a a Windows virus immediately. Um, So he had already been hacked with his Yahoo. He couldn't type in the new password. It had a zero, and he would get to the zero and then just stop. And then it was almost like his uh, brain... uh, had a BIOS crash or something and would reboot and then he'd have to start over again. And uh, it was just, just that moment where you're witnessing uh, a brain failing uh, in real time over uh, something as simple as a zero triggering this, you know, over this memory buffer overflow <laughs> and, and in his uh, defense, the concept of zero is a relatively recent concept. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, th- from that moment on, um, I think uh, by that time, I think we had already gone to uh, uh, Thanksgiving dinner with uh, the family. Maybe a little bit before, but around that time. Um, he was freely talking about the hallucinations and we knew he had the Louis bodies because we had, we, um, had had a, a CT scan and no lesions, no tumors or anything like that. And that was when our, um, uh, our, our, our wonderful, gracious neurologist, um, who was on the spectrum himself, uh, because he had zero bedside manner, said, "No, I think your dad's got uh, Louis bodies. Yeah, here's a brochure." And that was that was our introduction to Louis bodies. Was this dipshit just after us being there for the third time? And he's just like, "Yeah, it could be Louis bodies." You know, just doesn't, doesn't say shit about it. And gives us uh, some brochures. And when you hear the words Louis bodies, that doesn't mean Jack. To anyone. First of all, you're like, who's Louie and why do I care? And why are his bodies inside my dad's head? You know, why is Louie's body inside his head? That's weird. Uh, That's a good point. Louie bodies are the actual folded proteins that they find in the brain. They're named after Dr. Louie. And actually, uh, my wife ended up knowing someone professionally who um, was either either studied under Dr. Louie, so knew a lot about it. So the reason why we brought all this up um, is the condition eventually deteriorates and gets to a point to where they have constant delusions and hallucinations and their world becomes not the same reality that we live in and that eventually their body begins to shut down and they might go into a coma or they might go into uh, a sleep state and then eventually their body gives out. And that's what happened to our father. 
is uh, he passed away in 2013. Now, the reason why we bring it up now is our mother has been diagnosed with Lewy body, and that's in, I, I'm not even sure if they keep statistics on that. It's not something that can be caught. It's not a prion-type disease like you can get from mad cow. So we don't quite know how this happens. I mean, what in, but we do know that when both parents have it, you have, I think they say, a 10% more likely chance to develop it. But there are all these comorbidities that go along with the disease. And you can drive yourself nuts looking for the connection. And they don't really know that. So there's no sense in us worrying about it getting us. But it does make it a lot easier to deal to help our mother deal with it. And so we've already been through it before. We know how this is going to play out. At this particular point, her hallucinations are mostly two-dimensional, potentially three-dimensional at this point, mostly been triggered by the art that's on her wall. She has this uh, charcoal-type drawing of, a, of an ancient scholar and it f with uh, figures and mathematical symbols around him, and those were the things she started hallucinating first. And then maybe an animal from one of her other paintings, and they have continued, and now they're pretty much 24-7. So, but she hasn't had any of the tremors, but she's also somebody without a lot of balance to begin with. So she, she's not very mobile, so it's hard to even notice whether she has these other motor issues because she's always, I mean, she's had motor issues for the better part of a decade. Right, because of the surgeries. She's had her spine fused. She's had a new hip uh, installed. She's had, she's had a stroke. What are, the so, what are the chances of two people being married or obviously not genetically connected to each other right getting this rare disease um you know clyde and i were talking about it we were like what is it that seems to be affecting this generation so much with i mean in other words like autism is it that more people have autism or are we just better at catching it and the same thing with dementia uh, is it that more people are getting dementia or is it something that's endemic to maybe a whole generation? And I think, Clyde, you had dug up and it kind of makes sense. I, we wonder if the exposure to leaded gasoline and leaded paint might in some way contribute to it because it's something that we don't really have now but was very prevalent. We were the crossover the 20s, generation. 30s and 40s and so on. Yeah, we were the crossover generation because when we were children, we were right there when they still asked leaded or unleaded when someone came to fill up and uh, you were a full service station and that got phased out. So uh, uh, Is what, it were we in, uh, uh, what were we around? What were we around, Jeff? Um, well, I mean, because right now those are the ones that are the, the olds, as it were, are, are the baby boomers right now. It could just as likely be something that was introduced. There were all these new types of foods that were introduced. There could have been some... Swanson's. <laughs> TV dinners cost... Well, I mean, if you think about it, early packaging, uh, early cans, the metals would leach into the food. I can imagine something, convenience that happened in the 60s because my parents got married in 63, like three days before Kennedy was assassinated. And they were together until like 77 or 78. So when I think about what happened then, I mean, plastics, uh, lots, of, um, lots of artificial products that were made that were not made out of wood and whatnot. Could have been resins. And then I think, okay, where did dad work? Dad worked as a manager of um, like Rose's department stores, which was a department store, just something that the South had a lot of. Um, Kmart. He was the, at, at, they, like they, Kmart. They, were, they were Kmart. And, my, and so did my mom. My mom worked in advertising for Roses. And so they were. it's not like they had the same kind of job. Like, did they live in a house that was built on top of a toxic dump at some point? Could well, be. Well, Dad, Dad ran gas stations later. Lots I know, and I lived with him at the time. So yes, like we, all, we all pumped gas for people. And, um, you know, Uncle Danny ran a gas station, and he died. Uh, you know, here's the thing about Uncle Denny is, yes, he did die of brain lesions, but he had visited the year earlier, and um, he and Dad were at the exact same mental level. 
And Uncle Denny, we talked to Melanie uh, uh, about that, and Uncle Denny, basically, it, it looked like Louie bodies. He had the same, it was, the, he had been kind of, re, he had been reduced to complete dependence uh, on his kids uh, for living everything because he was, he just wandered around and confused and people were talking around him and he just didn't know what, uh, was, uh, going on. And then it wasn't that long afterwards that his decline happened. So, um, there, well, he very well could have been, um, with died of Louis bodies as well. We won't know. So that's the thing, is that it's really hard to distinguish it from other issues that are going on. And it could be genetic. It could be environmental. Russ, do you have anyone in your family that has ever suffered from dementia? Um, Like my great-grandmother, I heard tell that she was suffering from dementia. But... I you know I don't I don't recall I, I don't think so well wait a minute that's not true my grandfather did but he was a heavy drinker for a long period of time and I think he just had Alzheimer's you know I, and the, it, it's interesting because there is a, a connection with alcohol use in certain forms of dementia well vascular this, uh, dementia <laughs> vascular dementia and vascular, right. and and I apologize excuse me um, vascular dementia and alcohol, it's not called alcohol-related dementia. Um, there is a natural alcohol uh, category of uh, dementia that's basically dementia. like um, vascular. Lewy bodies is yeah. what, number two? Is Alzheimer's number yes. one? Oh, of course, Alzheimer's number one. Right, so it's not so, necessarily rare. It, I think it's... It only officially got a diagnosis in the manual, what, 20 years ago? At best, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, we, we, so we mentioned this to, to make you aware of it, and it's really more of an awareness. So over the next several podcasts, over the next season, you're going to hear us give a little bit of status because we think it will be important to not only document it, because I documented when our father went through it on my blog, and I'm going to do the same thing with my mother and we're going to interview her and, and talk to her and try to document some of it because it's important. It's important for people to see these other experiences and, and to know that just that you read one one person's experience with it and, and how it might be horrific and another person's might be poignant and another person's might be sad. And there are different ways to deal with this. So we just wanted to make you aware that that is coming and you're going to be hearing more bits and pieces of it. And as we learn, because we also want to spread awareness of it, but it is a total downer topic and hopefully more good can come out of it. But we want to leave some time for some lighter fare. So uh, tell you what, before we get into our topic, our parafreaking normal, I wanted to kind of clean the palate and ask Russ, um, what have you been watching this summer? What have you been keeping up with um, entertainment-wise that that you found interesting that you want to share with people? Well, I uh, I caught up with the first part of season four of Stranger Things, so I'm up to date on that. Uh, I got two more episodes to go. Right. No spoilers. Part two of season four comes out in a couple of days, I think. Yeah, I just saw a headline about it. Right. And uh, let's see. Ozark, we finished that series. So uh, you, rec- do you recommend Ozark, don't you? I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. Um, if you can't stand anxiety-induced like viewing, it's right. not it's not going to be for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's very anxiety-inducing. Um, let's see. I caught up with, uh, season three of Barry, that show on HBO. Uh, oh, Henry Winkler, right. Yeah. yeah, Bill, yeah. Hader. Bill Hader. That was pretty good. Uh, we've been watching a little bit of, uh, Yellowstone on, uh, what is that? NBC one. The, or, uh, or, or, or Peacock. Para- oh, Peacock. 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 Yeah. Watching a little bit of that. Um, I did just watch 
Everything Everywhere All at Once. I don't know if you've What did you seen think? That. I have seen it. Yes. What did you think? I thought it was it's anti it's not a Hollywood movie at all. There exactly. it's yep. really interesting and multi-layered. Um I actually watched it with Connor. He came over cuz Kristen and Lillian were out of town over Father's Day weekend and uh I was going to say sat, Saturday my sister came over and uh we drank tiki drinks she got drunk as fuck and then sunday <laughs> my son came over and we watched that together um he loved it he said it was his favorite movie he'd already seen it before so this is my first time watching it with him it was pretty good um there, there's a lot going on in it definitely there's definitely a lot going on um i i've been watching it with my wife but she <clears throat> the problem is if we don't watch it during the day, she falls asleep on the couch. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so we have to spend several several viewing sessions to get through one movie. Um I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've been watching. I think that's pretty much it. If yeah, I think of something. There's I'll so much to choose but... from. Yeah, I mean there's so much to choose from. We we've uh, of course we're a big Star Trek family here, so the new Strange New Worlds, very much a callback to the old series and to the next generation. It's very, it's right. episodic. Um, it it really is an adventure of the week. So if you're if you were looking for less serialized, um, less uh, I, I guess less reflection of today's world in your storylines, I mean you still get that in these, but they really are concentrating on the characters and the story and how fun it can be. And it is a fun Star Trek show that we haven't had in a in a long time, so definitely recommend that. Did see Obi Wan, um, regardless of what I mean. You know what opinions are all over the place, but it was a very digestible, very enjoyable um, piece of uh, television. So I, I do recommend that. Of uh, let's see what else did we see? Um, I kind of watched the first two episodes of that, and I was kind of turned off by it. Not having watched, no, I hadn't seen any like, you know, commentary or previews of it. Uh, I was concerned that it was going to get the Kathleen Kennedy treatment, and uh, pretty much, pretty much did. Um, So I, I, you know, I haven't watched any of the 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 Boba Fett series, um, and I didn't, I, you know, I hadn't had any interest in watching anything beyond the first two episodes of it. Sorry, I'm uh, a big Star Wars fan, Man- too. Did you watch any of The Mandalorian? I saw all of Mandalorian. I thought The Mandalorian okay. was great. Okay, well, we, we should be getting season three of that. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you know, there are some... With Obi-Wan, they really try very hard to give to honor and connective tissue to A New Hope. And I, I felt that I felt it was a really good, valiant effort, and I enjoyed it. Uh, was it as good as Mandalorian? I actually enjoyed Mandalorian immensely. Uh, this one is enjoyable. I do want to see what else they do with it, but it is kind of like Solo. You can skip it. It's not necessary for you to, to- see it. I agree. Uh, I agree. I will- totally not necessary, but still fun. Right. now, it, I will It's say- unfortunate, but I will say this. It was a lost opportunity to be an insanely great story, but they succeeded in in trivializing a, a, a massive character from the Star Wars universe. Which one? The, the Kenobi, the Obi Wan. Uh huh. I I, 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 th- I think he was not, he was not the main character of the story. They made this Reva, uh, and they made Le- young Leia the main characters in the story. By by the by the end, you might be satisfied. They do give you the showdown that you were expecting that. Gives the connection. Oh yeah! If you only saw the first two episodes, shit, man, you you're not seeing the show at all. Uh, oh, there's the, some fir- good, there's the some first good two episodes are just as much as they can do with television. The I mean, first two episodes so are strictly prologue. It it does. It gets absolutely pure Star Warsy. Uh, just just yeah, g- g- give it another shot. I, I guarantee. But it, it. but is it necessary? No, it's no, not necessary. Oh, but, but, it's, but you it, will. it was pretty now good. I'm, I'm gonna, now, I'll admit, I'm gonna I was stoned. But I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to hand it off to Clyde to um, talk about the stuff he's. Is. 
there's a couple shows coming that if you ever got a chance to see the kids shows uh, Rebels, um, there's a storyline through there that actually gives us Admiral Thrawn, which is from the books that they wrote that have now been made like extra canon, like para canon. Um, that's the story that they're going to actually start telling next with the Ahsoka show and whatnot. I'll be interested to see that because from what I understand, they're going to bring in all of that. And these are the events that lead up to, this is the five years before and just after the original trilogy. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. But I want to hand it off to you, Clyde, to talk about anything you've been seeing that's not these things because I know you have slightly different tastes. Uh, Well, I mean, obviously I enjoyed Obi-Wan. I I think they, they tied it up with a really nice bow. That's all I'll say on that. Um, as far as, you know, other entertainment other than uh, Strange New Worlds, um, I get really into following and chatting and reading all of the Strange New Worlds um, cast members because um, this show basically is almost like uh, they, uh, the producers and writers studied everything that every nerd complained about everything in the past four years and made a show that gives it, gives everything everyone wanted and asked for. And it's successful. It's incredibly successful right now. And they're the, but they're all like new actors except for Anson Mount um, and uh, Rebecca Romaine. But, you know, there's a lot of new new people. And uh, so I've been following the new people. And uh, they're kind of, uh, you know, they got like 10,000 followers on Twitter. And, you know, they, they uh, still chat with their fans. And they talk about getting mobbed in the airport and how they're just not used to that. And it kind of freaks them out and getting recognized. And people... Uh, feel like they're they're at the beginning of a budding friendship early on in their social media career. So that's pretty much how I've been I haven't I haven't gotten to Stranger Things yet. I'm really behind it on my shows. And uh but you know what? It's just too much. It's too much. It's, Amateur. A, it's a golden age of sci fi, man. I uh between Peacock, uh Hulu uh, the Amazon, uh, there's just there's almost an unlimited amount of really excellent uh, sci-fi, but also just regular television too. Just good, just yeah. you know, great crime whodunits and gritty, and and then you've got the the the, the cowboy shit, you know, on on. Uh, uh, I don't even know what that 1898 show is, or or um, it's a, it's in the same universe as Yellowstone, right? Right, so, you know, and I don't so, even watch it. I know, so it's like you got Western stuff. So I, I love it, and it's weird. I haven't seen the return of the nighttime or daytime soap opera. Uh, they're uh, still there, telenovela, man. I guess it, I guess maybe it's all on telenovela. So, you know, no one's trying to do that uh, trashy Dallas Falcon Crest kind of show. It's a different world now, definitely. Hera freaking normal. So, but talking about uh, television, I want to give a little bit of time for the last topic for your Hera freaking normal segment this week. Um... So I'm going to give a small introduction. I'm going to hand it off to Clyde. But if we all remember the show back in the late 70s, In Search Of, Leonard Nimoy, so it's real Gen X stuff. Uh, he was somebody that we saw on television, and he did this series of called In Search Of, which you know, investigated you know, certain topics like UFOs, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, the, you know, the, the mainstays. And one of the things, though, they did as a topic that I remember from my childhood is a, a short segment on something called the Bimini Road. Um, and while I remember it being the uh, it tied to Atlantis uh, itself, it is an area off the coast of uh, the Bahamas in North Bimini. And Clyde has done a lot of interesting investigations into some of this topic has a lot to say about it and in fact even the Bimini Road has even been speculated 
to appear on some of the oldest maps that we have, which might possibly even show some of the coastlines of uh, Antarctica. So Bimini Road may or may not be associated with Atlantis, but I want to give Clyde a chance to tell us a little bit about it as an interesting topic to round us out this week. Clyde. Well, like you said, our first introduction to it was uh, within search of in the Bimini Road. And that was because, if you remember correctly, uh, in search of was around the mid, early to mid 70s, or uh, not too, not too late. But it wasn't that, wasn't that long before the Edgar Casey uh, medium uh, went into a trance and talked about how uh, in a certain year, uh, Atlantis would be discovered. And it would be discovered off the coast of Bimini and blah, 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 blah. So people were like, oh, okay, that's neat. Yeah, Atlantis, Bahamas, okay. And then pilots started flying around and they saw right there around Bimini what looked like uh, perfectly symmetrical uh, slabs uh, that uh, were were lined up like a road. Uh, reminiscent of uh, any kind of uh, ancient highway, like a, um, you know, the Romans would build or, or, or ancient Greeks or anything like that. And of course, in search of segment, was really like, is this Atlantis? You know, geologists are like, pie. But everyone else is like, please, please be Atlantis. So fast forward. Uh, to our times, the uh, you know, in search of is pretty much like the granddaddy of paranormal stuff, um, and the what you mentioned earlier with the maps uh, connection started coming uh, up in, amongst uh, the circles of people who uh, believe in an ancient civilization, not necessarily by aliens, just that. There was a great catastrophe that set mankind back considerably. But before then, that humans, we had been on the earth a long time, hundreds of thousands of years as um, Homo sapien. How come only in the past 6,000 years did we uh, go from the Stone Age to the moon? Why, you know, what happened before then? So, uh, you know, ancient civilization people start looking and start uh, combing. Uh, it may be confirmation bias, which I'm sure, you know, it's a lot of uh, amateur uh, investigation. But uh, people like uh, Graham Hancock uh, they and uh, Jason Childress, they... Um, they, that's their life. They're, you know, they spent their lives traveling to all of these places multiple times and doing the research and looking at the maps. And some of the things that people in this field notice is on old maps, maps are always copies of previous maps and previous maps. Maps have names uh, usually associated with the uh, cartographer or uh, the, the captain that used them. And so, you know, people in this field know maps and their heritage from which maps they drew from, uh, that sort of thing. It's like a, like a, a DNA uh, sort of thing. And there's a, a map like called the Piri Reese map that there's only a, a small portion of it that includes uh, the uh, Atlantic and, and, and uh, South America and the Bimini region. And the thing is, is that it shows coastlines that didn't exist uh, then, but they existed like... Uh, uh, like right after the previous ice age, like 15,000 years ago. All right. And, um, the, you know, for Antarctica. So people start noticing that, wait a minute, these maps have shorelines that just don't exist now, but we know when they existed. So this map that was in, from 1500 was copied from older maps that show coastlines that no longer exist. So we have to assume that um, 
you know, there, there, there was civilization that had cartography and sailing and traveling 15,000 years ago. So that implies that we were much more advanced. Uh, 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 basically, pre-catastrophe. Uh, so the whole Noah's Ark flood, the whole uh, every civilization has its own myth about the flood, that sort of thing. And uh, so there is uh, an entire line of inquiry in the um, why we, we lost our civilization, that sort of thing. But the thing about the Bimini Road is, is that on this particular map, you can see the Bimini Road structure, except it's in the middle of the, this landmass that, of course, is now underwater. And it's big enough that it shows like a, like a monolith, like a... Like a if you were to mark Stonehenge on a map, you would uh, put the, the stones in the circle and be like, Stonehenge. Well, on, the, on this map, there's Bimini, and there's, there's this line of stones, except it's in the middle of this l l large landmass. So is it the top of a temple? Is it the you know parts of a temple that have all fallen? Uh, is, is it the roof of a structure or is a, a, some kind of megalithic, you know, like Stonehenge on the top of Bimini? You know, because we do know from satellite, we know what Bimini would have looked like at what time. And 15,000 years ago, that would have been above water. So um, that's why, you know, is it paranormal? Well, you know, a lot of people say it is because it's, you know, ooh, Atlantis, but, you know, maps, early maps, they may have been wrong, but they didn't make up entire, you know, continents. Well, it's a good point. It's it's definitely documented on several maps. It's, it's something that has definitely captivated lots of folks' imagination and as we learn more and more about how far back the human line actually does go, it becomes easier to believe that there were times when we might have been at different stages of civilization uh, when certain land masses were above water or below water. Um, we're obviously all over the planet, and that's the real thing. We're already all over the planet in different places where it's almost impossible to imagine that how we even got there. How did we get to Australia? How did we get to New Zealand? How did we get to the small Polynesian islands? And that's because we were able, obviously we were able to get there via boat. So if we can do that at those times, and if we can build the structures that we see are clearly as much as twelve and 13,000 years old, it's easy to imagine that it, when this island was above ground, we would have potentially been on it and made some sort of structures. So, great topic. Love how we end on that. I want to talk a little bit about what's going to come up on our season finale. I want to make sure we get everybody nice and excited. This one's, Russ, you're going to be contributing a lot to this, so I hope you are doing your background homework because we are going to be talking about the best regional cuisines. So I want to make sure that you're going to give us some good stuff from North Carolina. And I know you do a lot of entertaining, at least you do a lot of cooking out. So I don't do a lot of that, but so I'm looking, going to be leaning on you for some of these great cookout meals. And we're also going to be talking about best holidays for cookouts. We really want to kind of end it with a real summer vibe. And that's what you do in the summer. You cook out, you entertain people, you have a good time. And maybe we want to contrast it a little bit to what cookouts were like when we were kids. Because honestly, times are different now and some things may stay the same. But the way we entertain outside during the summer, I think it's a little bit different. The food's way better the game, now. You think so? It's way better? All right. Oh, yeah. Bring all the good stuff. Cause, and I'm going to be talking about my new, I forgot to mention, I was given for Father's Day an outdoor pizza grill by Uni. So I'm going to I'm going to be able to talk about that. We're, we're going to be making pizzas tomorrow. So it's an it's a personal 12-inch 
wood-fired or wood-pellet-fueled uh, uh, oven that can get up to 1,000 degrees, and that's the way you cook pizza. Mm-hmm. All right, folks, thanks for joining us. Uh, it's been another great hour, actually a little bit longer than an hour. We really filled up the things this week. So uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, I'm Jeff. Thanks a lot for joining us. Russ, Clyde, say goodbye, guys. Bye, goodbye, guys. guys. You've been listening to Generation, a podcast from the Generation X point of view, brought to you by Twisted Little Gnome Studios. Your hosts today were yours truly, Jeff Morgan, Russ Barbario, and Clyde Morgan. Produced by me. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.